Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the immense pleasure of chatting with somebody I wasn't expecting to be able to talk to. Anyway, this person, entrepreneur, uh, business owner, author, multiple book author, um, and uh, an, an owner, founder of J4K, my little boy's um goalkeeping coach school well the the people who own the gloves that he, he wears the the goalkeeping coaching business that he uh, he attends so um mr ray newland how the devil are you fantastic yourself thank you very yeah. much for having me on lee much appreciated no honestly the, the pleasure is all mine like i said i wasn't wasn't expecting um but uh but that my, my boy is such an advocate of what you do when the opportunity arose and we were in dialogue by your email, I thought I'm going to I'm going to just ask, um, and, and here you are, here you are. So, for those people who don't know who Ray Newland is, who is Ray Newland, and how has he got to sit in that seat today? Okay, have they got two days spare? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've warned you, I am obviously goalkeeper. Our hobbies talking, so uh, but I'll, I'll try and keep the intro down to about uh, uh, two hours. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just just in brief, I will say my name's uh, Ray Ray Newland. I'm originally from Liverpool, England. Uh, my dream was obviously to become a professional goalkeeper, uh, even though that I never played at any academy growing up uh, as, as a child. Uh, I eventually achieved my dream at 18 years of age to become a professional goalkeeper, uh, which I was lucky for 10 years. And I was coached by legends. Uh, sorry, I, I was coached by goalkeeper legends, but also worked alongside goalkeepers as well, like said Neville Southall, Peter Shilton, Gordon Banks, Peter Benetti, Joe Corrigan, to name but a few. Um, and I was professional for 10 years, I got injured when I was 28 or 29, coming for Wigan Athletic. Um, and I always volunteer, I always used to voluntary coach at every professional club that I played for. I used to voluntary coach the, the young goalkeepers. So when I got injured, it was naturally for me to, to become a goalkeeping coach. But I didn't want to, as much as I enjoy being a professional goalkeeper, uh, I didn't want to continue uh, with professional football. I just didn't. I didn't really like a lot of the people that were involved. I'm not saying they're all bad, but I didn't like, you know, a lot of the 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 the, the yeah, the ethos, uh, the basically the the kiss on the backsides that you had to do to move up the the, the ladder at, at the club. I, I didn't. I'm, that's not my character to, to be like that. So yeah, so I started just for keepers. I think it was in 1999 now. Uh, I mean, and basically my mission was to give young goalkeepers an opportunity that I never had growing up. Uh, and my mission statements are still not changed. And anyway. 22 years later, I'm still, I'm still running just for keepers. Uh, you know, at, at its peak, we were in 37 countries across five continents. Wow. Um, we were coaching over 5,000 goalkeepers every single week, and I'm very honoured and proud to say, with the help of the J4K coaches all around the world, because it's like, like a franchise just for keepers. It's, it, but it's not like a proper franchise. It's a lot more relaxed. But, but I'll say franchise because it's an easy way to explain how he expanded across the across the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I say we're very proud to say that we felt more, you know, just for keepers, we felt more goalkeepers achieve the dreams than any any other similar organisation uh, in history. Uh, COVID, like most businesses, sadly, obviously had a massive damage and impact on ourselves. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so we just sort of get them back in, back to where we were. Probably takes us to the end of this year, Lee, to get back to where we were before COVID. Um, but yeah, that, that's what we've been doing for twenty two years with a lot of with a lot of things in between. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How how easy was it, or or difficult was it, to go from professional goalkeeping, which had been your passion and you, what you wanted to do, to then become this entrepreneur, this businessman? How, how was was it an easy transition? How, how did you find it? Uh, I think, to be honest with you, for myself, like, it was more the fact that I had no choice because when I got injured, I was broke, I was in debt. So I was like, when I played, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of money in the game. And, you know, most footballers actually finished like myself, you know, literally within two or three months, they were, you know, two or three months, two or three paychecks away of losing the house. And that was the situation that I, that I was in. So I had, to, I had to end up getting a dead end job. Uh, to be honest with you, which, which wasn't fun. Uh, but I don't know what, it, to be honest with you, I can't answer this question because there's just something inside of me uh, and I've always had it that, you know, I always wanted better for myself and my family. Yeah. Uh, and even though I'd lost my career, uh, I was in a job that I absolutely hated. Uh, and I'll actually tell you a funny, story, funny story in a minute what that sort of, I think this changed my life. What, what happened? happened uh, because it made me sort of you know sort of rush that you know rush that I need to obviously you know be my own be my own boss because I was employed and I knew uh, that uh, yeah to have any chance of success this is you know whether it's right or wrong I was thinking I've got to be my own my, my own boss uh, and so as soon as I started finishing football long story short I was in a company called Amway don't remember Amway oh yes yeah yeah multi-level marketing so I was yeah. one of these when I first came out of football, I was I was in Amway, and obviously got a lot of bad press, and I can understand why I got a bad a lot of bad press. But one of the great things about Amway, Lee, it teaches you the importance of having continued education, and it teaches you that the fact that most adults, and I was one of them, when you when you leave school, they never pick up a book ever again. They, they think that they, that's it. I've been to school, uh, I don't have to learn anymore. So the beauty about Amway, or the people that were involved, my upline, they were always saying about continued education. So literally, I was, you know, in a dead-end job, but I was literally eating self-help books. I was literally buying, remember the cassettes? I don't remember the, yeah. so the, the old cassettes with the Walkman, with the Walkman yeah. many years ago, and I used to buy, like, the self-help cassettes where you used to get, like, six cassettes. And I think it was, like, £180 for these six cassettes, which was, like, a week's wage for me. But I had about 12 of them. I just used to listen to them every second. Um, and within five years of me... Obviously, losing my career and being out of a job, I become financially free through through property. Wow. Uh, but I had to do it, Lee. And you know, so so it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Uh, I, I think I was working forty-two hour days for about three or four, well, for five years. Uh, but basically, I had no choice. You know, I had a, a young family to support. I just knew that I had to have my own business for me to, because my character is as a. As much as I'll do anything for anybody, Lee, I don't really like being told what to do. Maybe that's the goalkeeper in me. Yeah. And I thought, and I knew that a job wasn't for me. I knew that I would end up sort of getting in trouble because I'd end up telling my boss where to go, um, yeah. which I did do actually. Uh, but yeah, so that's what my, my career come to come to an end. I just thought that I had no choice. I had to do. But thankfully, there was this chip inside of me, and I don't know where to come from, Lee. Uh, that I just wanted better for myself and my family. And with all the help of the self-education, reading the books, listening to the audio programmes, listening to my upline in Amway and they were advising me, I just literally burned the midnight oil. And yeah. I, I actually was working that hard, I think after four years doing it, 
I was actually coaching goalkeepers. Uh, I think it's about 12 goalkeepers. And I actually collapsed with exhaustion while I was coaching 12 goalkeepers. But because I always joke, they thought I was messing about. Uh, right. So I, so because I fell on the floor with exhaustion, then I had 12 young goalkeepers actually piling on. And they all jumped on me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. And like after like 30 seconds, and I never moved, and they got off. And literally, the parents had to come and pick me up and um, call an ambulance. But that's because I was working literally like uh, like nine to five, and also running businesses. And I was probably getting three to four hours sleep uh, a day for three to four years, whatever it was. Well, when you went, when you started the, your your journey, you mentioned about that you hadn't, you didn't go to a football club academy. Um, and how how did is it the same thing that got you into into business and be successful at business? Was the same thing that got you to be a professional goalkeeper? Is it the same, or is it something different? Hundred, no, hundred percent. It's it's the same, Lee, and I, and I'll, I'll come on to obviously why I wrote the books as well because the books is basically my um, all the success traits that I used to become a professional goalkeeper, which I didn't realise at the time. You know about visualisation. I mean, visualisation for me is that every person should. Uh, learn the art of visualization. Now it sounds super complicated because I, I remember when I first heard the word visualization, the first thing I thought Lee, is, well, how do you spell that? <laughs> that sounds super complicated, but it's basically just daydreaming on steroids. And I didn't realize as a youngster, I was visualizing, I was visualizing becoming a professional goalkeeper, uh, etc. Um, and yeah, so literally, um, again, I don't know where this come from, Lee. My, my mum always, my mum, dad used to say to me because I just come from a just a rough council estate. Don't get me wrong, I had an amazing upbringing. Even though it was a rough council estate, it was I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was called Norris Green. I always call it Nogsy Green, but absolutely loved it, Lee. Uh, but even my mum and dad used to say to me, you know, where did you come from? And I always used to joke and say, I believe the milkman was six foot four because my dad is only like five foot eight. He's only tiny. <laughs> So like my dad, obviously, he was he was like an OAP. Then he used to look at me over his glasses. Um, yes, yeah, so I mean, that's where did you come from? So again, I don't know, Lee. I mean, I don't know if like you know, if entrepreneurs are born with this entrepreneurial chip inside of them, and you just can't explain where it comes from. But yeah, for me, I was chasing my dream, becoming a professional goalkeeper, and that's why I wrote the books because all the success traits that I used, you can put it into any day, every day, every part of your life. So whether you want to be you know, a better human being, spiritually, personally, whether you want to take these skills into business. It's it's, it's, literally, it's literally the same, I'll be honest with you, same success habits, and you can use it to implement in any part of your life. You just think, okay, right, I've used it to become a professional goalkeeper. I'm now going to use those same success habits to now, you know, obviously to start a property business, to start just for keepers, to start obviously like J4K, which is the, the, the apparel side of what we do. It's yeah. just literally just these principles that you can take and you can move into each section of your life whether it's personal spiritual or whether it's to get a new job a better job um you know start a business expand your business so hopefully i, I answer that question yeah no you, you did know. you did what are those success traits brother uh, you know what I, I should know them all off the top of my head <laughs> but the first one for me uh, is definitely visualization you know yeah. I, I, think, I think if you can learn to uh, one of the best stories that I heard Lee was uh, again this is when I was listening to my audio tapes and I always get mixed up with this so you might put me right here these are, I always get mixed up with the golfer and the actor so there's a famous golfer called is it Jack Nichols or Jack Nichol Nicholson I know one's yeah. a golfer yeah. and one's an actor <laughs> <laughs> And I remember listening to an audio program and Jack Nicholson got asked a question by the person I was interviewing him. He said, look, Jack, what's the best game of golf that you've ever played? 
And he said, every game of golf I play on the aeroplane going to the next golf tournament. So when I first heard that, as you know, literally I just came out of football. So I was thinking, on my life, I was thinking, what, he plays golf on an aeroplane? That's a bit dangerous. (laughs) You know, so I had to listen to it about four or five times before I realised about visualisation. And obviously, and if you ask any top athlete, doesn't matter what sport, they all visualise. If you ask any musician, politician, I don't swear they're saying politician, uh, you know, anyone that's got to the top of their field, I will guarantee that they visualise their success before they've got there. And it's super easy to do. It's just daydreaming, but with a with a, with a, with a purpose. So the first one's visualisation. Yeah. Next thing is that, next one's clarity as well. Uh, sorry, I should have said clarity first. Sorry, the first thing is to have any success in life, you've got to know what you're doing. And the reason why most people unfortunately don't have success is because they don't know what they want to achieve in life. And that's why a lot of people, something like this has happened to me, they get ripped off for these get, get, get you know, like the get rich quick schemes on the internet. And you get all these people on YouTube. I mean, you can't even watch your favorite 1980s music on YouTube without someone popping up and saying, I've got this, I'll make you a thousand pounds a day. And what happens is a lot of people get, when people don't know, what their dream is or what their clarity is or what they want to achieve in life. That's when they go, okay, you know, they start chasing the money rather than chasing the dream. So the important thing that anyone, and again, I don't want to promote my books here, but one of the books that uh, I wrote is called Dream, Believe, Plan and Act. And I think this is the key to success. That That's actually, that's how Walt Disney built his empire. First of all, you've got a dream. You've got to know what you want to achieve in life. Second thing, then he's got to believe in your own success. Even if you don't start, even though you don't believe to start off with, it's where the visualization comes in. You visualize being successful. You fake it until you make it. Yeah. So you've got to be successful. The third thing that you do, and most people won't do this as simple as it is, is act. Turn up every single day. As Woody Allen said, 95, I think it's 95% of success is just turning up. So just act every single day. Then dream, believe, plan. Sorry, sorry, you've got to plan it. Sorry, you've got to, sorry, I've got excited there. So dream, believe, plan. You've obviously, again, got a structure. Like you yeah. said before, get knowledge. What you do is fantastic. Get knowledge, that's planning. What a lot of people make a mistake is they have an idea and just, I, I've done this many a times, and they just fly off. And then eight weeks down the line, they've wasted eight weeks because they think, oh, I shouldn't have gone down the wrong route instead of going, no, get knowledge, get educated first, put your plan in, and then boom, and then you go. And then the last thing is you act. You've got to put yeah. the action. So for myself is like, yeah, to, to, to answer your question again, hopefully we've not waffled on too much here. It's like dream, believe, plan and act. And Walt Disney said that. So for me, how I looked at it, if it was good enough for Walt Disney, it was good enough for me. Um, I, yeah. And then obviously the other success trait, like I say, is, is visualization, the art of goal setting as well. Just by writing the goals down and looking at your goals every single day is super, super important. And again, a lot of people think goal setting is super, uh, that they think it's uh, it's hard. It's not. And that's unfortunate because a lot of entrepreneurs who, who sell books on goal setting, they make it complicated because they have books this thickly yeah. because bigger books sell for more money than, than smaller books. Uh, and as a result, as I say, they make it complicated and unfortunately it puts a lot of people off. And it's not taught in schools as well. So again, without going into too much detail and boring everyone to death here, I think the key to success is dream, believe, plan and act. Know what you want to achieve. Um, get advice. You know, again, like you say, you know, get the knowledge, get advice, plan, and then put the action in. Yeah, love it. Love it. Do you see yourself as successful, right? No. <laughs> I just see myself on a, on a journey. Um, you know, it's like, and you know, 
And I think like most entrepreneurs, Lee, I think, you know, once you get to this stage, you're like, okay, I want to get to here and I want to get to there. And um, for me, and yeah, for, for me, I don't, I don't judge myself by, by financial or anything like that, even though it's important to earn money, obviously for myself and my family. But for me, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, in the, in the early days, I, you know, it was important because I was broke, I was in debt, so I wanted to get out of where we were living. But for me, no, I don't. You know, it's like, um, and I, I, without sounding arrogantly, so many people have come up to me and gone, have you, have you realised what you've done over the years? Or, you know, you've took your business into 37 countries. And, and for me, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm... For me, my mission is to help as many goalkeepers as I can to achieve their dreams. And just for keepers or, or help mums and dads, the goalkeepers save money with the J4K gloves. And as long as I'm doing that, I'm happy. And I, I don't really, yeah, I don't I don't look at being successful or not successful. I just think about get up each day and put the work in for, for myself and my family and just, and just try to make a difference with who I'm trying to help. Yeah. Yeah, no, amazing, honestly. So, I mean, exactly like you just said there, I think people would look at you and 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 think of you as successful, but there's this desire inside you that makes you not see yourself as successful. Do you think you ever will see yourself as successful? Maybe when I, when I retire and I look back and go, okay, you know, I've, you know, wow, I have achieved this. And again, hopefully this doesn't come across as arrogantly because it's not meant to. But you know, there's no other goalkeeping coach in history has done what I've done in terms of taking the concept around the world. Um, yeah. And so many people have said that to me. And I've, and I, but again, I've gone like, I'm just coaching. You know, it's yeah. like you know. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe one day. You know, as I say, I think you know when. I sit down, I get me pipe and slippers out, and I look back, you know, uh, and they go, actually, you know what, you know, you know, I did make an impact. And for me, it, I, I think for me, and I think most entrepreneurs, the impact about being successful is not about you. It's about what have you done to help other people? Have, have you made, you know, have you made an impact? Have you made other people's lives a bit better? Uh, and that's how I would judge my, my success. You know, did I help other people to become successful? Yeah, you, you're in 37 different countries training and supporting uh, younger goalkeepers to develop. And so you've got an army of goalkeeper coaches. How easy or difficult is it to maintain the J4K brand across yeah. the, the 37 countries so to, to make sure the experience that the youngsters get is similarly relevant of the country? Is, is that been a, a challenge or is that easy? Very difficult, very difficultly. Uh, I mean, because what it is, because I try to trust uh, the goalkeeping coaches that I put in. And obviously when I interview the goalkeeping coaches, and again, like this on Zoom, a lot of the coaches will tell me what they want to hit, what they want me to hear. Uh, so I always, I've got a method to try and put like decent coaches in. So obviously for, for me, it's not about being, even though qualifications is, impo qualifications is important, uh, for me, it's more important that the goalkeeper has actually played in goal because they've got empathy with their students. Uh, even if so, I would rather put a goalkeeping coach in just for keepers who's not edgy, not got any qualifications, but they've played in goal for five, 10, 15, 20 years, rather than putting a goalkeeping coach in who goes and gets the top qualification but has never played in goal. I'd actually yeah. rather take that person away. But straight away, is that if you're putting a goalkeeping coach, if I'm putting a goalkeeping coach in, sorry, Lee, that has played in goal for five, 10, 15, 20 years, straight away, they've got empathy with their students. And that's the most important thing that you need as a coach. You know, you've got to feel what your students are going through. They always try and find a parent as well, because with a parent, you've got that parental experience as well. Um, and I'd say touch wood, you know, uh, you know, 
it's been it's been good. I've been you know, I've been quite fortunate. But I'll be honest with you, Lee. You know, there has been times where you get goalkeeping coaches who, let's say, they don't want to do it. Uh, they've not got the same ethos as, as just for keepers. But those yeah. guys, we normally find out pretty fast, and I just get rid of them. Just not interested in them. I just say, listen, look, you know what? Just go away. <laughs> I say this. I'm, I say I'm more polite, but I basically say, listen, you're not for just for keepers. Just go and do your own thing, uh, and I just get rid of them really, really fast. You know, and yeah. and what's happened with COVID as well? I'm not in a hurry to take just for keepers back to 37 countries now. Early, uh, I'm just going to be more more or less focused on the countries that are still in J4K, which is probably about I think probably about eight or nine now. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to focus on building the UK, the USA, and Canada, uh, and potentially Australia as well. I'm speaking to someone in Australia because the language barrier has been horrendous as well. It's been super difficult to do that, but but it's weird. But but with goalkeeping, you get it's like an international language, so all the sign language and all that you can sort of get around. So I mean, I've I've been as far as coaching off is at the islands of Carasu, just off Venezuela. Wow. You know, so that was pretty. I mean, that was amazing, and the, the people involved in who does J4 Carasu, lovely, lovely, lovely people you know so it's something all over the world you know so uh, yeah uh, it's amazing it is amazing do you have is there a is there a model for how your goalkeeper coaches should coach so like because it's because because there's there's certain difference it's footwork it's it's positioning there's all sorts of different things do you do you have it a model that all of your coaches deliver or is it left up to the interpretation of the, the goalkeeping coach Bit of both, really, Lee, to be honest with you. And it, it depends on the on the goalkeeping coach. Um, so some goalkeeping coaches will get involved in J4K and they're like, look, Ray, I know how to coach. I've been a goalkeeper for 20 years. I've been a coach for 10 years. Uh, but I'm just not a businessman, you know, or businesswoman. Can you, and, and they just need help with the business. And those type of coaches, uh, you know, uh, they can coach. But I, I still need to teach them in a certain way. Uh, it's more. It's more about people skills. Actually, not the coaching on the field. That's the. That's actually the easy partly culture. When you when you know what to coach as a goalkeeper, coaching on the field super easy. The hard thing is the people skills. It's not only dealing with the children properly, but also the parents because you get yeah. a lot of goalkeeping coaches. Uh, and I see this more in America. Sorry, America. It doesn't really happen in the UK. Uh, but in America, you get a lot of goalkeeping coaches and. Uh, you know, yeah, they, they, they think the better than what they actually are. They won't speak to the parents, they won't speak to the children. And I, I think that's completely arrogant. And that's what I try and educate them and say, listen, look, you know, uh, what was it you need to be, uh, you know, uh, you need to communicate with your, the parents. You need to communicate, obviously, with the, the parents, uh, parents and the children. So I get a, the coach that will come to me, super confident as a coach, but you just need help to set up the business. But there's still a bit of tweaking that I need to do. Or I'll get a goalkeeping coach who'll come to me and go, listen, Ray, yeah, I've played in goal, I've coached, but look, you know, I need help how to how to train and, I, and I'll teach them how to do that. But I've literally got about 15 hours worth of tra- videos where there's like me, where you can watch me doing training with two goalkeepers and I, I, or uh, 18 goalkeepers as well. So it's all there. They watch all the videos. I've got an app that they can download. Uh, anyone can download for free, actually. It's for free for anyone. Uh, it's basically called just for keepers. Uh, and they download the app. So while they're training, they can look at the videos. So... Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, hopefully, hopefully that answered the question, Lee. Yeah, no, completely, completely. So when you're talking about what you what you've done and how how you've done it, you've got you've got apps, you've got videos, you've 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 got your um your apparel now, you've got your um your coaching school, you've got your books, <laughs> you've got lots, haven't you? How 
Uh, are these all ideas that, that you've had and you've just developed or, or has it been on the back of a problem and then you thought I need to do that to overcome the problem? How, how have you how have you continued to keep moving forward and progressing what it is that you've been doing? Okay, no, a great question, uh, Lee. Um, and hopefully this will help. Obviously, you know, other other entrepreneurs and other people as well. But uh, first of all, I don't watch TV or, or watch very little TV. Uh, to be fair, I'm not getting as bad now, but at one time we actually used to never have a TV in our house. I'm going back many years ago, many, many years ago. But our family used to come in and go, what? I promise you, the family like, what? no TV? It's made it's going weird. So I thought, oh, I better bring the TV back in. Now, obviously, that is that is very extreme, but this is like 20, when I first went to football and I, and I knew that I was in dire straits, I thought, you know, I don't want anything to take my focus away. So seriously, I never had a TV, only for about three months, but... I got a bit, a bit too much stick from the family. Uh, but also as well, uh, I'll mention the books first of all. The reason why I, I wrote the books is because, uh, I'll be honest with you, I was doing a lot of travel at the time throughout the, throughout the United States or all over the world. And I was, I can't sleep on an airplane. I'm, I'm not frightened of the air, I'm not frightened of flying, etc. Uh, I think I'm just frightened of missing the, uh, the buffet cart late. <laughs> like, I, I hear it like, okay, here's the buffet cart. Um, so basically, yeah, because I can't sleep and I don't like what I say, I, don't, don't like, I can't sit and watch a movie. So I thought, you know, actually, I had all these ideas about uh, writing books because I was reading books. And again, going back to what you were saying there, for me, this is like sort of solving a problem. Because when I used to read the books of an author, uh, again, you might have done this yourself, Lee, when, when they're trying to make a point, they're like, it's like 20, 30, 40, 50 pages. You're like, just make your point, just make your point, will you? you know what I mean? So I thought, yeah. right, so a lot of the books that I wrote was literally uh, one, one success trait. So like, so if somebody wanted to, to how to handle fear, uh, basically they buy the book, it's called Next Shot Matters, and it's all about me being a goalkeeper and how I transferred the skills from not being scared as a goalkeeper into business and into life. And literally you can read that in probably 60 minutes. So go straight into, if you want to, if you're struggling with fear, buy this book, you can read it in one sitting uh, and then you can read it again the following day. And it's like an action point where you can go, right. I said, I do this, this, and this. And, and, and basically then, so someone's getting that answer pretty fast. They're not having to read like a 500 page book. So to answer that question, I got frustrated reading other authors and they were just going on too long. And uh, and again, uh, so these that, and I, I always plans to do like personal coaching, you know, and, and don't be wrong, I've done a lot of over the years, helping people personally in business, et cetera, but I've never done it as, as a business league because yeah. I've been too busy just to keep us in J4K. And it's, and it's something that I really want to go into and I'm sure I will eventually go into my books and, me coaching and me mentoring uh, uh, people, uh, you know, but as I said, at the moment, we're just too busy with just keepers. And also where you say about like all the, like the products, et cetera, the reason why I've probably developed a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, like products and the gloves, et cetera, is because I get, I've, I've been asked, you know, it's like, you know, you know, for example, the goalkeeping gloves, I had no intention of bringing out the goalkeeping gloves, but the mums and dads used to say to me, so these are like the, the parents that I used to, I used to physically, coach the children week in week out this is when I lived in Liverpool yeah and they would come to me and say wait where can we go because they were getting like the like the big brands of goalkeeping gloves and getting ripped off so they're saying hey where can we go for a decent pair of goalkeeping gloves that are at a fair price and I went I don't know I'm in the same boat as you I'm paying through my nose for these goalkeeping gloves and anyway 
because I got asked that many times, and, and my wife always used to be at, well, at the majority of the sessions, she kept saying, do your own gloves, do your own gloves, right? And I was like, no, nah, I can't be bothered, you know what I mean? I'm too too busy. So in the end, because I got asked that many times, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I actually only brought out the J4K gloves, Lee, just to, 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 to supply it to my students to shut them up <laughs> and the mums to shut them up. But what happened is because, like, they, like, they, they, like uh, uh, I think you might have already had some of the gloves, but they're like, top specifications so for yeah. example if it was in another brand so let's say a pair of gloves with j4 with j4k is 30 pounds in another brand for the exact same glove you could be playing paying 80 90 100 pounds and what's happened is a lot of mums and dads and goalkeepers have got onto the fact that hold on a minute i go to j4k get two or three pairs of gloves for the same price as these so-called big brands and as a result we actually now sell more goalkeeping gloves to non-j4k students and that's something that I never ever uh, planned on to be honest with you, Lee. Um, but again, yeah, we got asked to. So yeah, got, I've got a lot of things going on. But it's exactly what you said, Ativa, because it was a problem that I thought you know I need to solve that. <laughs> or I'll be honest with you, I got asked to do it. And and the reason I have, and how I fitted it in is I, I I'll be honest with you, I you know, I've got no problem working twenty hour days if if need be. Yeah. Wow. No, amazing. So I. I guess just just take the gloves for example. So the per, it, it's it's quite a stretch from parents saying, "Ray, where do we get some gloves?" to then you having, "Here you go, here's some gloves." That's quite a. I, I think you, you've played that 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 role down a little bit. I mean, because you've got to design the gloves, you've got to and, and create the find the supplies. How how easy was that? Or is it is it just relentless work that's that's got you to this place? You know what? Looking back in hindsight, I still have no idea how I've done it. Later on, <laughs> you. now now it's actually quite a lot. It's super easy now. It's well, it, it it's a lot a lot easier. Um, but back then, obviously, there was like there wasn't any social media. There wasn't like the WhatsApp. There wasn't like the technology where you could like do a draw and then send it send it off to your supplier. Um, I generally can't remember how I first contacted because it must be ten years ago now. How I first contacted suppliers, I think. I think I might be wrong here, but this would have been part. Actually, you know what? This would have been part of the process because at the time I was actually going to the I forgot what it's called now. Uh, it, 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 it's a government organisation that helps people, helps businesses take the business to other countries, and you can get funding for it. International, right, okay. like the international trade or something. Yeah. Uh, so. They were helping me expand just for keepers. And uh, what happened is I told them about the goalkeeping gloves. Um, and what happened is I got help there. And we actually reached out to supply the, the, uh, the, me, for the call now. So it was the equivalent of this company, but in the, in the country where they manufacture goalkeeping gloves. Right, so we reached out and it cost me 500 pounds to reach out to these guys. And they sent whatever they did. And then I actually got emails from, from a few suppliers. Uh, and to be honest with you, the first three or four years, like, I got ripped off uh, because what a lot of people don't realise when you're dealing with for goalkeeping gloves, actually with any products, uh, um, what happens is now in the country where I get my goalkeeping gloves from, the supplier, the warehouse, there's only about five companies that have got their own warehouse, but there's about 2,000 glove suppliers online. But all they are is basically just a middleman and it, it creates a fancy-looking website. Um, I, I, yeah, and the send messages out to Facebook to everyone saying that, you know, and they'll say, we've got our own goalkeeping glove company, but we're, we're, you know, we're a goalkeeping glove manufacturer, but they're not, they're just someone sitting in the bedroom. Wow. Um, even some of them go, what some of them do as well, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny at the same time, because I've been conned by these guys many years ago. 
they, they actually get like a big big sign made up like like Lee's goalkeeping gloves, and they'll just go and put it above a door, and they'll get a photograph uh, above a warehouse a warehouse door. Sorry, another yeah. photograph of that, like wow. Lee's with these goalkeeping gloves, and so people on Facebook go, "Wow, Lee's got his own goalkeeping glove warehouse." He's just all you got is a website and a and a sign. And what happens? And this happened to me. So you think, "Wow, well, I'm dealing with a, a, a warehouse here." You're not. You're just dealing with someone who's sitting in a bedroom, and you send the money to them, and you never see them again. Yeah. Because you you got to send fifty percent first. So if you if you order, so, you know, twenty thousand pounds worth of goalkeeping gloves, you've got to give them ten thousand. So you send them ten thousand pounds to a stranger. And if you look on on, on Facebook, there's so many people now say, "Don't go to this glove company. They just stole X amount of money off me." But they're not bothered because they'll just close the website down, open up another one, yeah, and do, and do it again. And do it again. Uh, so, but 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 now it's easier, but it's harder as well, Lee, because there's that many basically agents or stroke con men, con women uh, that can reach out to you on Facebook uh, and you're actually not dealing with a warehouse. But I'll be honest with you, yeah, it was it was incredibly hard work because I had to do a lot by post as well. Yeah. So I had to do like drawings around my hands and I actually designed the drawings, send it via post and they would come back, you know, three weeks later, what do you think of this? Uh, and then obviously email got a bit better uh, and we started doing it via email. But it probably, it, it took me, probably five to six years to first of all find the right supplier and then sort of get into the momentum uh, of obviously taking it to the levels where it is now. If you could, um, yeah, thank you for that, Ray. If you, if you could have chosen a 20-year football career or a 20-year successful business career, like which would you have chosen? Business all day long. For me, when people say, oh, you got injured when you were 28, 29, what was it like? I went, I wish I'd have got injured when I was 24. <laughs> You know, uh, because for me, uh, I think I become a professional goalkeeper because in Liverpool, that's what everyone speaks about. You know, you either play for Liverpool or Everton. I, I grew up supporting Liverpool. I ended up, and all my family supports Liverpool. I ended up playing for Everton for two years. Yeah. So yeah. my family still don't speak to me, Lee. <laughs> uh, I think I was sort of dragged along with like my mum, my dad's passion for football, my friend's passion for football. Um, and I actually think that, you know, yeah, I mean, so when I played professional football, league, I actually never used to, I, I, I don't watch football. Even when I played professionally, I, I never used to watch football. It was boring to me. Playing it and training, love it. Loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So performing, fantastic. Loved it. But for me, and I think that this is sort of what held me back, is like as much as it was my dream to become a professional goalkeeper, I think I was pulled along by everyone else as the, the city. And obviously I had ability to, to become a professional goalkeeper. But to me, uh, yeah, looking back in hindsight, you know, business all day long, you know, as I say. I don't get me wrong, I'm appreciative that I had 10 years as a professional goalkeeper. But for me, the best thing that happened to me, Lee, was getting injured at 28, 29. Because if I would have went on till I was uh, 40, like most of the goalkeepers, I would have ended up broke at 40, yeah. you know, uh, broken in debt at 40, life and 40, most of my friends, my goalkeeping friends did at that age, but at least at 28, I had all the energy, uh, you know, of a 28-year-old to get the business, the business has started. Yeah, no, no, amazing, amazing. And what, what's your dream, Ray? My dream is to, you know, these are the few, to be honest with you, uh, Lee, the first one actually to, to go away from goalkeeping and sort of to be selfish, it's to be like the Tony Robbins of, of, of the UK, minus all the hype, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, my, 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 minus all the shouting and all that. Um, 
because I do believe what I've gone. I mean, I've got a lot of family and friends call me the Forest Gump with your because I've had that. I've got that many different businesses uh, that I'm in, um, and because I've had that many different businesses and the career and the life that I've had, and, I, and honestly. I've not had it easy myself and my wife, Lee. You know, like every entrepreneur, you've got to fight every single day. And people look and go, wow, dear me. But they don't realise every single day we're having massive problems, you know. And, and normally, sadly, it's from other people who want a piece of what you've got, but they've not put the effort in to get what you've got. And they think, okay, they want the shortcut to success. So you've got to deal with multiple idiots most days, unfortunately. And again, as an entrepreneur, you'll probably know what I'm talking about there. So for me, what I've gone through, I honestly believe that I can help people with with the, whether it's the personal life, the business life. So I'm talking about mentoring and coaching within the books. Yep. So for me, if I, if I was to say, right, you know, when I get to 65, these two things that I would I'd want to achieve. One, to look back and go, you know what, all the experiences and the books that I've written, I've actually put that into like a mentoring and coaching to help people change their lives, whether personally, mentally or spiritually. Um, and the second one as well is to hand over just for keepers because I, I never want to sell just for keepers Lee I always said I will do it until I'm 55 and now it looks like I've got 15 years left I've only got four years left I'm 51 next week yeah. so I always I always said I'll do just for keepers to 55 so for me I want to put it uh, keep going until I'm 55 and then hand it over to someone worthy who's going to take it to the next levels and then be able to look back and go you know what just because I stopped, just for keepers didn't stop. It's it's got to keep saving goalkeepers for the next 10, 20, 30, hopefully longer. So for me, there's the two things that I want to be. And the last one as well, and this is the most important one, Lee, I just want to be the best father, husband and son that, that I can be. Yeah, love that, love that. Um, just a few more questions, Ray. If you, if you had a choice of being a goalkeeper in this day and age when the money is in the game and running a business... So separately, so same question as before, but now with the money in the game, um, yep. would you would you still choose business? Uh, that's an amazing question, Lee. Um, I would probably actually go for playing now because reason being, yeah, obviously the money's fantastic, and then you know if you've got money, you know obviously that takes the pressure off yourself and obviously earning for your family, etc. But for me as well, it's the way the game has moved on in terms of like. Not not just the coaching, not not not, not the coaching, because actually the, the coaching of a of a goalkeeper or the coaching of a team has not it obviously has improved, that's the wrong thing to say, but it's not improved that that much. What has improved is the facilities, the equipment that you wear, but also as well the way players are treated. When, when I when I played, the players were treated terribly, yeah. you know, but also as well, there's the support there for the players as well, where you've got like these sports scientists, you've got your physios. You know, when I played, it's like if you were struggling with your confidence, you know, the motivational talk from the coach or the manager was like, right, make that mistake again. You're out the team, you dropped, and I'm going to put you on the transfer list. That was that was like the motivational speech where, where it's in this day and age, they, you know, you, you'll sit down with like, I don't, don't know if this is the, if the right word, but like a sports scientist it's or like a sports mindset coach, and, and they'll help you with your confidence. And that's why you see so many goalkeeper many players now don't get me wrong I'm guessing there's still a few idiots in football but when I played the majority of us including me we were idiots because we were just working class lads there was no one really teaching us the mental side of things and how to act properly and that's why I see now a lot of players and I think I'll use the captain uh, of Liverpool uh, obviously Henderson and the other one the older guy I forgot his name now he's played for Man City just amazing pros he always comes on as sub I think oh Milner Milner as well yeah. you look at them guys and think wow 
you know, they're just like so well balanced in their lives. They're obviously amazing athletes. They're obviously fantastic, obviously, football players. But you can see that up here, they've got that right. But if they'd have played, honestly, 15, 20 years ago, I mean, I might be wrong. So if they're listening, I apologise. <laughs> they probably wouldn't be where they are now because because now they've got a team around them, teaching them how to act properly, how to eat properly, you know, to build the confidence up, et cetera. So for me, I don't want to be part of football now because of what it makes you as a, as a human being. Yeah, amazing answer, amazing answer. You mentioned before about being the best father that, that you can be. If you if I was to ask your, your kids, uh, what three words would they use to describe you? What do you think they'd choose? Three words to describe you? No, I'm trying to think what they always say to me. Wow, oh, no, it's got me head. They, they always say something to me as well. I can't remember what it is, but I'd, I'd like them to be thinking, obviously, caring, yeah, uh, loving. And I know this is probably going to be more than one word here. Uh, caring, loving. Really tough question, this Lee. Amazing question. Yeah, caring, loving. Probably, yeah, probably two. Yeah, yeah. Caring, caring, and loving. There's, there's something else as well. Probably fuss pot as well. Because yeah, I always like onto them, you know what I mean? Like, you know, even like little things with my daughter, with my youngest daughter, she's 14, um, like she's in the sea cadets. And uh, I was like, if she doesn't make a bed in the morning time, I walk into her bedroom. She goes, I know, dad, start the day on a win. Because I would say, stop it, make your bed, make your bed. Yeah. You're in the sea cadets, you know, if, if you get into the Navy, they won't allow that. Start even, make your bed, just start your day on a win. <laughs> That's his yeah. like. You know, and she'll go, Dad, I just got up from me and yeah, I'll start me down to win. Um, yeah, so I, I, I probably do. I, I, I overfuss on, on, on my kids. Yeah, love it. Last, last final, final, final few questions. Yeah. Um, and, and the first one just escaped me. It was, it was, oh, yeah, are any of your children going to be goalkeepers? Well, well my, my daughter, Ash, she's 27. She, she used to be a daughter. used to be a daughter. She used to be a goalkeeper. She played for, uh, I think, about two seasons now. And what it was, I, I never sort of pushed my daughter, in, both my daughters, into, into playing football. Um, or especially in goal, sorry. Uh, so my daughter, she's, uh, yeah, so what happens is she, she just found out I was a professional goal, or ex-professional goalkeeper. My daughter got, Ash, she got thrown into, into goal. She actually wasn't too bad. I used to go and watch it and obviously I had to stay at the side. And, you know, but again, like you, she wouldn't let me coach her. You know what I mean? I've got yeah. thousands of kids hang on to every word. Every word. Uh, well, not, you know, obviously you won't be listening to me, but yeah. my young daughter was like, listen, sweetheart, you know, you need to do this. What do you know? What do you know? Dad? Yeah. Said, hey, excuse me. I coach hundreds of goalkeepers, you know what I mean? Well, no, yeah. it's, it's crazy that, you know, you're hundreds of thousands of kids listen to, to what I've said over the years, but my own kids are like, what do you know, Dad? Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I take that on the, on, the, on the chin or the chins because obviously I know it's just the kids. <laughs> anyway, but great story about my daughter early working for J4K since she's left school. So she actually runs the warehouse or the goalkeeping side of things. And, oh, wow. Uh, so, of course, so of course she's trained with Just for Keepers when she, I think when she was probably, oh, sorry, sorry, she used to come to Just for Keepers as well, sorry, when she was like, well, in primary school, so it was like probably nine or ten. But she started working for me when she left school when she was like 17, 18 years of age. She's 27 next month, so she'll yeah. be coming up for 10 years. Uh, so that's a great success story. So she's Amazing. like really, really passionate about J4K, so she basically runs the warehouse. And then the 14-year-old, she's never been interested in football. When we lived in America, because she's like 
super tall. Even when she was 10 years of age, honestly, she's like massive. Uh, but they just used to, because she likes running, she's like like Forrest Gump. Uh, the team, they just put her, uh, they just let her run around. Because when they put it, when she put it, uh, put it in goal, she's got no coordination as a goalkeeper. Yeah. But you put her on the field, she just, she just literally runs, just, just doesn't get tired. She used to run around like Forrest Gump. But she's not interested in football. She, she loves the sea cadets. And, and, yes. and, 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 and playing the guitar, she does music lessons. Love it, love it. And what does um, an entrepreneurial former goalkeeper who's coached uh, thousands of up-and-coming um, children, what's he having for his tea tonight? Yeah, I, I try to have, um, I would say to my wife, 80% vegetables, uh, 90%, 20% chicken, because I'm, I'm trying to become a vegetarian. Uh, and I've actually done it in spells where I've done it for two to three weeks. Uh, but then just the age for that meat has just been a bit, you know, I just feel weak, etc. So I try to put as as least meat as I can in, 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 in. so I won't have likes of steak, I won't have any other meat, I'll just have chicken. Uh, and it's mostly, as I say, yeah, it's mostly just vegetables and chicken or rice and stuff. But yeah, uh, and because we, we live all by, by all the farms and all that at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the amount of farm shops where you can just go and get fresh vegetables, it'd be a crime not to be a vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm going to be having tonight. I'd be like, I, I always, me, me, Paul always say to me, what do you want for tea? I go, 80% vegetable, <laughs> 20%, 20 chicken. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. And if people wanted to know more about your uh, where would they go, what would they do, what would they find? Yeah, I mean, so if they're interested, obviously, in what we do is just for keepers, uh, if you just go to, and it's with the digit four, you just go to just for keepers, dot com if they in the United States or dot co dot uk if they're in the UK so that's just for keepers. Uh, I've been interested to find out about my books and all that. And when they eventually become the Tony Robbins of <laughs> of the UK and when I eventually start pushing obviously that side of things, that's basically raynewland.com. Yeah, love it, love it. I just want to say, Ray, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time today. But but more importantly, that on on behalf of a of, of parent um, of a of a, one of the students of a coach at JFOK and the, and the a customer of the gloves and stuff. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for, uh, for, for, for providing what you do and the value that's, that's helping him um, fuel his love of, of goalkeeping. So no, so thank, thank you so much, Ray. It's much appreciated. And honestly, I, I promise you, Lee, that what your appreciation, I, I appreciate that because my mission statement hasn't changed. When I started just for keepers many, many years ago, uh, I want to say I wanted to help young goalkeepers have an opportunity that I never had. That's still the same. But obviously, your J4K coach or your son's J4K coach is, is Junaid. Yeah. I say fantastic lad. So for me, if I can help Junaid become a success as his own goalkeeping coach, and he's coaching 50, 100, you know, 200 students, how I look at it, Lee, I'm still helping your son, but through helping Junaid. So I'm still helping goalkeepers achieve their dreams. Because uh, for me now, I think rather than me, don't get me wrong, I still coach uh, where, where, where I can. Uh, but for me, if I was to physically coach myself, I'm, I'm only going to be able to maybe coach 100 goalkeepers a week. But if I can help goalkeeping coaches to achieve their dreams and they coach their goalkeepers, for me, I can help a lot more goalkeepers by helping goalkeeping coaches, if that makes sense, you know. So, uh, and then obviously that helps parents as well. So, as you know, the big part of just for keepers, Lee, is you know we 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 really, really, really go the extra mile to help mums and dads, you know. Because again, if we can help you and your, you know, mums and dads, we can help parents understand goalkeeping to a degree. That can they can help their goalkeeping child as well. So that's yeah. something that 
you know, I'm always thinking, what can I do better? You know, what, what can we do to improve, to, to, to make it as easy as possible for likes of parents like yourself, Lee, because watching your child in goal, you know, even when a goal goes in, and we know 99% of the time, it's not the goalkeeper's fault, but even when a goal goes in, because the players, the parents on the line, even the coaches and the managers, they don't understand goalkeeping unless they've played in goal themselves. And because most haven't, they don't understand goalkeeping, Lee. So it's easy for them to go, that's the goalkeeper's fault. And that's why I call that's why I call goalkeeping. It's a it's a it's a character building position because unfortunately you get that much unfair blame, and that's why we try and support parents as much as we can because we know how incredibly difficult it is as a parent to watch their child get you know uh, blamed for something that's not their fault. You know, yeah. you know. So, but I appreciate that. Obviously, that you appreciate what we do, Lee. Yeah, no, no, completely, completely. I just, again, just thank you so much for uh, for giving up your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you, and and good luck with everything that you've got going forward. Ray, much appreciated. No worries. I'll, I'll send you a signed copy of my book, Lee. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.